HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, it's all about screens. We're diving into the world of TV, computers, and even VR to figure out how food consumption is shifted by a digital lens. Every course talks about a different topic within the Asian Americanized identity through a very personal lens. And the three courses that are paired with VR, in it you're seeing a brushstroke by brushstroke recreation of the dish that you're about to eat. Most of us in the world live in urban areas. And so how much is the city already accidentally providing its residents? And how much more could it provide if um, we just made a priority? Tune in to Meet and 3. HRN's weekly food news roundup wherever you listen to podcasts. to Life's a Banquet, a podcast about the highs and lows of all things edible, spreadable, and horrible, with your host, R. Tangora. And Nicole. <laughs> You're like, with your host, your host, Zara Tangora, silence. <laughs> well, because I wait for you to jump back in and be like, hey, Nicole Bailey, even though I know that each week you're going to be like, and Nicole. <laughs> That's that's not what my voice sounds like. And the call. Guys, (laughs) I'm excited because if you couldn't tell from the intro, this is our fucking 100th episode. Well, not ours. That's true. I was going to try to get Breton to be on the show as a special guest, but I knew that he would not be interested. (laughs) God bless him. Love that guy. Yeah. So Breton used to be on this show before me, in case you guys don't know, in case you're newbies, which, you know. Yeah. It's fine. Some of you may be. We are getting, the the graphs are showing that we are getting up to 2,000 new listeners per episode, according per, to the graphs. Per minute. <laughs> per <I> minute. <laughs> Which is crazy because that means at the final minute of the show, we're getting like 8 million listeners. I know. Well, you know, it's not easy being at the top, is That's what how they the say. Works, right? Yeah. yeah. It is, it's not easy being cheesy. <laughs> it's also not easy being green, I've heard. Right. Or blue. <laughs> Remember that 90s song, I'm Blue, If I Was Green, I Would Die? I mean, that sounds very difficult. That's not what he says. Okay, perfect. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to know that Dara thinks the lyrics for I'm Blue are I'm Blue, If I Was Green, I Would Die. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people think that. In fact, there's a whole, there's two types of people in this world, my friend. People who think those are lyrics and people who don't. And then there's also people who don't know what we're talking about. That's fine, too. Yeah, the the zillennials or whatever. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Them the Gen Zers or zillennials? I don't know, man. Huh? You heard it here first, folks. They're called zillennials. <laughs> Zoomennials. They're called zoomennials. They're called the Zoomers, maybe. Ooh, I like that. I don't like. I don't really love Zoom. I did, I'm glad we kind of moved past that. At least I have, and so I assume everyone's doing what I'm doing, but. I'm glad we've moved past the um, the Zoom portion of this um, apocalypse. Well, I think the people that have jobs are still using it. For they their are office meetings. Yeah, but I mean, I early on in the choir, 
people were like, oh my God, look, it's a picture of me and like 48 fuzzy family members of mine, like talking on the phone. Isn't this wacky? And I just, I'm glad we don't have to look at that anymore as content. <laughs> I'm over it. That's fine. I haven't done Zoom in a while either. I guess the time has passed. Yeah, that was a moment. That's going to be one of those things we look back on like a VH1 show. Is VH1 even still a channel? I have no idea. Okay, let's say it is. And let's say it continues to be in 20 years from now. It's going to be one of those things that like the Scholar brothers talk about on like a on a VH1 show. Like, remember the remember the 2020s? <laughs> what Zoom. was VH1's deal? Like, was it like a more adult version of MTV? Or yeah. Like- it sure like, was. We're going to play Kenny G and Brian Adams. Yes, that's where you could catch a Sarah McLaughlin video at almost any hour of the day. <laughs> I watched VH1. I think that there was like a TV show on there or something. Yeah, they had lots of shows. And then they did the Remember the... They had a lot of like um, flashbacks. Behind the Music? Right. Behind the Music. Also, did they do pop-up video? Because I love pop-up video. I don't remember if that was on VH1. I can't remember, but I did love pop-up video as well. That was a very 90s thing. But yeah, VH1 was definitely more uh, adult contemporary, if you will. It was, mat- it. it was mature. The 70s, 80s, and today. Exactly. <laughs> Which is interesting now that there's still 70s, 80s, and today. They just skip through like 30 years of, of music. There's but, no time. Yeah. Who's got the 70s, the the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and today. (laughs) All the way up to today. Isn't it weird that, like, Pearl Jam is on, like, classic rock stations now? I don't think that's weird. They came out in the 80s. That's 40 years ago. (laughs) But that makes me feel extremely old. Yeah, well, it's weird to think of the 80s were 40 years ago, because a lot of people still have a hard time not parodying the 80s in every movie that they make, but... It's not the 80s. That's true. It doesn't feel like the 80s. Um, it feels <laughs> like Hades. <laughs> I wish it was the 80s, kind of, a little bit. You do? What would you be doing right now if it was the 80s? I guess I would already be married and maybe divorced. Oh, yeah. You would have definitely been divorced by now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be wearing um, something similar to what you have on today. I'm more of a 90s stan in terms of my fashion sense. Yeah, um, I mean, that's true. I think true. that the 80s, you know, I'm I'm not a super, like, I feel like I probably just would have been a follower and, like, married someone and mm. had maybe been, like, a stay-at-home mom, maybe, maybe working mom. I feel like, you know, I, work, I come from working-class folks, so I probably would have had to have had a job. Yeah. Um, Lord knows what. Maybe librarian, that'd be tight. I would have definitely been on diet pills. Oh, I definitely would be on, oh, yeah, safe diet <laughs> and take Valium for sure. Oh, yeah, lots of tab. <laughs> Big on tab. And then wearing huge glasses yes. to be a librarian, an 80s librarian. That would be pretty cool, actually. I feel like every woman in the 80s was just trying to do her best to look like some type of bird. <laughs> I feel like they just had to wear the largest glasses possible. <laughs> like, they have to start at my, the top of my hairline and go all the way down to my chin. It's really funny. Like, I've been having pretty bad anxiety today uh, out of nowhere. And I'm like, am I PMS? Bill Gates died. Bill Gates died? Yeah, well, his dad died. But they have the same name. Oh, God, Nicole. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, billionaires don't die, dude. I'm pretty sure they just, like, freeze them and reanimate them. I just got, like unnaturally upset about that not that like he's terrible i know it just like it just froze me in my place just it seemed like such a big deal anyway let's not talk about bill gates he's dead (laughs) he's dead that was the stupidest trick and i for some reason really like it i guess i'm just mean oh maybe it's because it has something to do with our topic today talking about tricks but anyway (laughs) um listen i've been having terrible anxiety all day this is about what you were talking about about classes and I'm like, why am I having so much anxiety? I'm like, definitely PMSing, which I've now established through asking you when I'm getting my period because I can't keep track of my own cycle anymore. And mm-hmm. We have, get our periods at the same time. They have apps for that. Yeah. Well, who knew? There's an app for that. I guess uh, I don't. I don't have it. But anyway, so what I'm trying to say is, Nicole, is that I've been having terrible anxiety and I can't figure out why. And I realized about five minutes ago, it's because my glasses are dirty and I can't see anything. <laughs> Your glasses what? Are dirty. They were like oh, yeah, covered that's, in that's smudges. I still have my cute little cleaning cloth that came with my glasses and I haven't lost it yet. So I love having that to clean my glasses with. 
That's amazing. But I didn't realize that, like, well, there's another reason I was having anxiety, and it has to do with our topic today. But um, part of it was the glasses, and I didn't realize until I cleaned them that everything's fine. <laughs> I'm like, everything's fine. This is a great day. I just have smudgy, greasy, brisket-covered glasses. And uh, other than that, I'm good. I'm GTG. I'm DTF. You know what I mean? Good to go down to fuck. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we have a hard stop, so we have to get into our topic. Oh, yeah, that's a big topic. For our 100th episode, the thing that I think we've decided this because it's like what everyone's talking about right now, basically. It's on top of everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Um, as we gear up for November um is magic (laughs) (laughs) sure is sure is full of jokes today get ready yeah you are really bringing it you're on fire um so i decided to i was gonna do magic the gathering as we discussed but i found out that they are racist cards really and there's a new york times article in july about how they had to pull all their racist cards out oh it's funny because it's like the race card um yeah but and like basically like it's very exclusive of like they don't let black people do it and it's what they also like the company itself like doesn't really hire people that aren't white it's a real problem so we're not going to talk about them but do some research on them if you're a magic the gatherer yeah um, (laughs) if you're gathering right now stop they're in their like repentant phase but we'll see if they do enough wow yuck but so i decided to do something else which Mm. is foods that were considered magic at one point in time amazing i cannot wait to hear okay so number one is amaranth oh also i should tell you that i got all of this information from this article sorry guys hold on a second i'm not organized today this certainly (laughs) isn't very magical now is it Uh, so it's from our favorite website, The Listverse. Oh, yes. That is my favorite website and yours. Yeah. And this article was written by Halsey Iris. One mm. of those two first names or two Lo- Love them. Um, anyway, so the first one I have is amaranth, which is an ancient grain that can mm. be found in those cereals that are called ancient grain cereals. <laughs> um, the Aztecs thought that amaranth gave you supernatural powers. Mm. Um and so they would mix them with honey and blood from human sacrifices excuse. <laughs> into a paste. And then they would make those pastes into a statue of the gods. And they would break up the pieces and feed them to the people that at the ceremonies. Wow. Um, then the dickhead Spanish invaded and they were like, cultivating of any grain is forbidden because we want to make sure that everybody come, is Christian. So they wouldn't let them cultivate grain because wow. it was tied too strongly to their religion, which is insane. Cool. Um, thanks a lot, the Spanish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for nothing, the Spanish. So let's move on. Artichokes. Oh, spiky. Dangerous. <laughs> uh, in Greek mythology, Sinara or Chinara uh-huh. was this mortal lady just going about her life and this freaking egomaniac with emotional problems called Zeus sees her <laughs> and brings her to Olympus and makes her a goddess. And she's like, dude, this is like fine or whatever, but I miss my mom. So I'm going to like sneak away and visit her on Earth. Nice. And Zeus found out and he got so pissed at her that he kicked her off the mountain and turned her into an arch. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And is that where we get Chinar from? I don't. No. Well, Chinar we is from Artichokes. That, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. It is from Artichokes. I mean, uh, were you asking me if Chinar is from Artichokes? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, that's why there's an Artichoke on the label. Truth. But, like, I guess what I'm wondering is that if Chinar is maybe, like, the Latin word for Artichoke or something. I believe that it is. Hmm. Interesting. I always thought that it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ex- well, excuse us. You've and always is- known. This is Greek mythology, so who the hell knows? Okay. Um, the Romans thought that it cured, the artichokes cured baldness, though. Just. Oh, hey, Joe Biden, you hear that? All you got to do is <laughs> get, get big artichoke to pay for your campaign. and Yeah. His new campaign will be okie dokie artichokey. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the next one is chives. Okay. 
in the 13th century, people were like, if you hang these from your raptors, evil spirits will not come into your house. Um, and Whoa. evil spirits were a really big problem in the 13th century. Yeah. So you needed like some sort of way to keep them from just like wandering into your house and causing all kinds of problems. <laughs> like they make your milk spoil and stuff. Um, Wait, evil spirits make the milk spoil? They just cause all kinds of trouble. Yeah. That's usually what happens with evil spirits, I guess. So yeah. I've heard. Um, I don't even know if they had milk in the 13th century. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next one is cucumbers. Ooh. They've been grown for 3,000 years. Who knew? Well, that's a long time. It sure is. Um, and <laughs> in, the, in the Roman times, Pliny the Elder. Oh, our boy Pliny. What up, Pliny? We know Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. That was my nickname in college. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went to college when you were like 64. <laughs> I went to college 3,000 years ago. Um, <laughs> he was like, listen, guys, cucumbers promote fertility. So women would wear them around their waists wow. and midwives would carry them around and dispose of them once the child was born. So that means they're carrying around cucumbers for nine months <laughs> like in their bags. I don't understand. Wow. I mean, and that is where we got the, the modern day dildo from. Right, from the cucumber. From the cucumber. Yeah, who knows? Um, sounds mushy. Moving on. Okay, the next one is onions. Uh, Egyptians worshipped onions, which would have been a problem for me because I don't like onions. Um, <laughs> but they, um, they believed that the concentric layers represented eternal life, which wow. I think is kind of cool. Don't ever and... let these guys get around a giant ball of rubber bands. <laughs> they didn't have rubber yet, did they? Who knows? It's impossible to find out for sure. Um, yeah. So onions have been found inside mummies, thoraxes, and pelvises, which means that they shoved them up in their dead bodies Whoa. in the hopes that they would bring them back to life. But since we found the mummies, it appears that that did not work. Yes. Or like in last week's episode, we found out that uh, in, with smuggling, maybe these mummies were just trying to bring some food into a movie theater. They could have been trying to bring some food into their tomb. <laughs> um, <laughs> in their vaginas. In their vaginas. Or their buttholes. Or maybe they just like cut them open and put them in there. Because they did some like embalming kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. They loved embalming. They embalmed everything. Great. Um, moving on, apples, obviously they're in the Bible, so we're not going to talk about that, though. Um, the Balkans believed that if a woman accepted an apple from a man, they're engaged. So I bet a lot of, like, confusion, Whoa. like, comedy ensued all over the Balkans times. Because, like, if she buys an apple from a man, like, I don't know, it just seems like it could be easily misconstrued. And be like, oops, we're engaged, whoops. Yeah, the old Balkan shuffle. The old Balkan one-two is what they called it. In the some Balkan Itali switch. In some Italian cultures, um, an apple received from a man meant that he liked you. So it was like, instead of jewelry, you get an apple. I don't know. Wow. But seems nice. <laughs> Perishable, seems though. <laughs> unlike a diamond, which lasts forever. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Corn. The band or the food? This is with a C. Okay. The food. Got it, got it, got it. Um, corn, we're back to the Aztecs. They were super into assigning religious beliefs to grains and seeds. Um, so the Aztecs believed that corn is synced to the circle of life. So life, birth, regeneration, and death was all in the system of like the corn <laughs> existing. What do they call it when corn grows? Um, rising? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what they call it. That's what the farmers say. The farmers um, are like, if you sit here long enough, you can just watch the co the old corn rise. Yeah, no, that's, I don't think that they That's what that. my farmer always used to say. The farmer who gave me apples, now we're married. <laughs> um, the old Balkan farmer. He doesn't know my what corn. My Balkan husband. <laughs> What's that? You need um, me to make... <laughs> 
All right. Sorry. So they they love corn so much that they had three female deities assigned to the to just corn. Wow. Um, the deity Shilonen. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. X I L O N E N. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's correct. She represented the earliest crop of summer corn. And so they would make a slave dress up as her and like dance around during their festival. And then they would sacrifice her. (laughs) Seems chill. And, you know, give her blood to the corn or whatever. Sure, sure. To help it rise. And yeah, it's also sort of, there's a book called, it's a horror novel from the 70s that I really enjoy called Harvest Home about a guy who buys a house like in upstate New York. And the town is all, like, spooky and into festivals and stuff. You guys mm-hmm. should check it out. And also the movie Children of the Corn. Of course. Well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then the, the sequel, uh, Teenagers of the Corn. Teenagers of the Corn. Um, yeah. Moving on to Dill. What's the Dill? My You're jokes today are very dead. Like, I'm sorry. I just have to acknowledge that about myself, and then we can move on. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> are your glasses still dirty? My glasses uh, are dirty still. Okay, go on. Keep Tell us um, the deal. Dill, European monks, I just said European monks, very vague. Um, <laughs> they thought that infertility could be driven away by, by Dill. Um, they also thought that, or no, sorry. They thought that, Dill would cause infertility. Oh. But that it could also drive away evil male demons that wanted to have sex with women against their will. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't know. let's go get some dill. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do to drive away evil female demons, but. Cilantro. They didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you I can't stop being a fucking ham. Okay. Also, in witchcraft. The study of witchcraft. <laughs> uh, they say that if you drink dill water, they it will reverse the spell that's on you. Oh, wow. That's good to know. It is good to know. Um, figs are the next one. Um, they're not that interesting. Uh, in Papua New Guinea, though, <laughs> they believe that they're haunted by evil spirits. Oh, so Be careful. Be wary. Spooky figs. Um, and the final one is poppy seeds. And they would, in the olden times, <laughs> they would bake a cake with poppy seeds and throw it out the door and have a dog fetch the cake. And whatever direction the dog came back to them from was the direction that their husband was going to arrive in. <laughs> what? So you need to have, first of all, you need to be able to make the cake. You have to have a dog. You have to have a dog that's going to listen to you when you tell it what to do. And then if all that goes right, then you can find out which direction your husband's going to walk by. Wow. What if the dog just, like, runs off into the woods? What does that mean? Well, then you don't have all the things that you need, which is a dog that's trained to do what you say. That's true. Or if the dog is allergic to poppy seeds and just dies upon consumption. Yeah. That would also, that would mess it up. I don't think dogs can die. I mean, maybe they can. If they're allergic to poppy seeds, they can. They could (laughs) overdose. It's basically heroin. Also, they get stuck in your teeth. I say, I mean, poppy seeds are fine, but I think they're a little bit overrated. Everybody's just going crazy for poppy seeds nowadays. Why do they have to be in the everything bagel? They just get in your teeth. They add nothing to an everything bagel. Okay? I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. You know what's worse? A poppy seed bagel. (laughs) Give me oh, a yeah. Fucking People, those are always the bagels that are left over. Poppy seed bagel. Are you serious? Also, all the poppy seeds fall off of the everything bagel, and they just get stuck to other bagels that have, like, little black seeds on them that have no flavor and just get stuck in your teeth. In fact, I'm coming out today on the 100th episode. <laughs> I'm anti-poppy seed. Wow. I don't, care. I don't care about them at all. I mean, a lemon poppy seed cake is fine. I think that's probably why you're single, though, because <clears> you liked poppy seeds. True. And you had a dog, you would find out where your husband was going to walk. <laughs> what if you. I just throw poppy seeds out the window and the first person that they hit is my husband? Then a lot of birds will be in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Zara ended up marrying a bird. End of story. <laughs> um, that's bird all I have. Bird. That's all the wow. magic foods that there are. That's amazing. To be honest, I had thought when you said you were going to do magic food that you were going to talk about things like Miracle Whip, although we've already covered that on this show, so that would have been very redundant. But That's not a miracle. Miracle's not magic. That's like a religious thing. 
Hmm, interesting. I guess, is a miracle not magic? Kind yeah. of is. The Lord says that he can make miracles, and that's religion, not magic. Huh. <laughs> uh, I, like the miracle of the divine birth, that's not magic. That's God. I don't know what that is. Is that when Jesus was born? Yeah, when <clears throat> Jesus was born out of a lady that was a virgin. Jesus was born out of a lady who never had sex. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, she does fuck, though, because she Jesus has brothers and sisters because she marries. Oh, you know, she's with Joseph. They're, like, together. This is all a Greek myth to me. I don't know anything <laughs> about religion at all. However, I do cover Jesus in my story as well. It's going to read very unauthentic because I don't really know what I'm talking about. But anyway, should we take a quick breakaroo and then come back with some more riveting magic action? Also, yeah, I, I just, just want to, I just want to recap what I just said though, which is Please. that I said on this podcast that the mother of God, mother of Jesus, Mary fucks. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, okay. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. Okay. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. back Ooh, spooky magic episode <laughs> um i wanted to say before we went on break and i completely forgot that i did look up the latin word for artichoke and it is chinara soclamus okay. and that's why they call it that because that bitch got turned into an artichoke and that was her name yes <clears throat> very interesting also chinar is delicious i love it my favorite tomorrow. We had a little sip of it the other night because Nicole and I had Sunday dinner together and it was adorable. It was very cute. We dipped our biscotti. Biscotti, that's how they say it in Italy, right? Yes, they say, <laughs> a biscotti. <laughs> we dipped it in the chinar. Highly recommend. It was good. though. I've been nibbling at those biscotti all week. Um, and I dipped some in iced coffee earlier today and I loved it. Yeah, chinar and iced coffee also. Ooh, breakfast of champs. All right, guys. The other reason I've been stressed out today is because I've been watching a lot of Chris Angel videos. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, very, very stressful. Um, I also, you should tell people who Chris Angel is because I bet a lot of people don't know. Oh, pff, I'm going to tell everybody who Chris Angel is because that's my topic today. You're going to know by the time this is over, you're going to know a very small amount about Chris Angel that's probably <laughs> somewhat incorrect. But... Um, <laughs> Chris Angel, well, first of all, let's just start at the beginning here, guys. I want to tell you a joke about magic um, because that's what I do. I tell cheesy jokes, and here we go. Uh, what do you call a magician that lost his magic? I don't know. Ian. Because <laughs> <don't>, oh. <laughs> it took me a while to get it to. I was like, what? But if you take the magic part off magician, oh, the right. end is just Ian. <laughs> I just like thought it was really that would work, that would work for anything. Like what do you call an electrician that loses his electric? Yeah, a bunch of Ian. These so I, that led me to think of a bunch of lost Ians who just like <laughs> used to be somebody. Now they're just a wandering club of 
lost eons with like no meaning in their life. Anyway, I got my information today from uh, an amazing website called magictricksforkids.org. <laughs> um, the Real Life Diet of Chris Angel, who is 51 and able to do splits, and an <laughs> article from Eater by Susan Stapleton. Okay. I want to begin you with something. Uh, you want to begin me? I want to begin you. I want to begin you. I'm, I told you I'm half Balkan. I want to begin you with uh, what Chris Angel describes himself on his website. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Okay, for more than a decade, Chris Angel has dominated the world of magic as the biggest name on the planet. From his role as star, creator, executive producer, and director of the most successful magic television series of all time, Chris Angel, Mind Freak, on a and &E Network, to his number one best-selling Las Vegas stage show, Chris Angel, Mind Freak, to countless critically acclaimed television specials and series, best-selling books, top-grossing retail products, music CD, music CDs... <laughs> music CDs, and more. Angel is the most influential and imitated magician of the modern era. I don't know how you could possibly fact check that, but hailing spectacular reviews from outlets such as Bloomberg Business Week, who calls him the biggest name in Las Vegas magic. Angel brings, quote, an estimated $150 million a year into the local economy, according to Newsweek, and generates a whopping $70 million a year personally, according to Business Week proving time and time again that he is the most successful magician ever. <laughs> what about David Blaine? What about David Copperfield? Right. He what about married, Penn and Teller? He married, what was, Claudia Schiffer. And that, to me, is the most successful magician. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is according to Chris Angel himself. Although, I'm going to make fun of Chris Angel an awful lot during this piece. I want to say that he seems like a really sweet person. What? <laughs> He doesn't, he seems like a pretty decent guy. He has a, he's a philanthropist. And when I'm looking at his, he's a very tacky, but like, he seems very sweet. I, Didn't I, he date Paris Hilton? Does that make him a bad person? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listen, his real name is Christopher Nicholas Saracantos, and he was born on December 19th, 1967. That makes him 53 years young. He grew up. On Long Island, in a town called East Meadow. Did you know Ma he was from Long Island when you started this? Maybe. You did. Maybe I, maybe I didn't. You'll never know. Um, he grew up in East Meadow, which is also where the famous film Married to the Mob was filmed. <laughs> and where serial killer Joel Rifkin was from. In case we have cool. any true crime fanatics out there. <laughs> <laughs> or if Joel Rifkin is listening. <clears throat> so his dad was a fitness freak and he owned a donut shop. Um, a fitness freak who owns a donut shop? That's crazy. I know. He contained multitudes. It is crazy. He's like an onion. There's layers to him. <laughs> he is the eternal life. <laughs> He's like a precious Egyptian onion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Okay. He... Uh, he developed an interest in magic at around, like, age seven, and by the time he was 12, he did his first show, and he was paid $10 for it. It was, like, a local restaurant, and uh, by age 14, he was performing at all different kinds of local restaurants, including the Wine Gallery, which I tried to look up and get reviews for, but it has since closed, and I could not find any reviews, but I'm sure it was amazing. Nothing so like a good people old people would wine. just go to a restaurant, and, like, a little kid would be doing magic? <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> The 80s, again, great time, set, or this was probably like the 70s, um, there used to be more performance in going out to dinner, <laughs> honestly. There was tableside foods, there was piano players, which is my favorite thing to ever have been in a restaurant, besides a bread basket. Um, but yeah, and tiny children magi magicians. <laughs> Music, tiny children musicians. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, his first trick was making his mother float in the family's den, which must have been scary for the rest of his family. <laughs> um, and early in his career, okay, this was another tangent that I went down, and I feel like we have, <laughs> we have to do maybe another episode somehow on this other person, but early in his career, he was helped by an animal breeder and reality television host named Mark Morone, not to be confused with host of 
WTF of Double Dare Mark <laughs> Summers. Oh, that's Mark Summers. Sorry. <clears throat> Host of WTF Mark Marone. Um, anyway, Wait, he helped. He's an animal greeter? What is that? He's an animal breeder. And he like hosted, he hosted a fucking public access or maybe it wasn't public access, but it certainly looked like it was like a long infomercial about animals. (laughs) Anyway, he helped Chris Angel find uh, a set of dubs for his act. And so then I wrote in my notes about Mark Marone. This man is criminally insane. Uh, On his show, I watched like a bunch of highlights from it. There's always a tiny monkey that's trying to basically kill all of the other tiny animals so the monkey's like going up to kittens and like strangling it and this guy mark is like oh silly monkey get out of here oh there's a monkey over here and there's like he has everything on this like tiny kind of like desk that he's working at and there's way too many animals for one desk so they're all just falling on the floor and there's just and it's high up. It's like <laughs> five feet in the air. And there's just like puppies falling off onto the floor. Birds falling. I was like, oh, there's another puppy on the floor. It's just like the thing probably broke its leg. So what? how can I find this video? What is Mark You have to Marin? Google Mark Marone. M-A-R-C-M-O-R-R. Mark Marone. M-O-R-R-O-N-E animal. Because there's another Mark Marone who's a chef, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it's very funny. I highly recommend looking into it. It really gave me a good laugh. So this is what Magic Tricks for Kids has to say about uh, Chris Angel, the most successful magician ever to live. Uh, some of the magic tricks that Chris performs can be a bit weird. Like when he was in New York walking the streets, he would hypnotize bystanders, turn cups of takeaway coffee into cockroaches, and produce a tarantula spider from a can of Coke which this all sounds very cruel or make a spider, (laughs) a tarantula spider or make a coin squeeze from out of his skin. Ugh, I don't like pimple popping. So that to me is very, very stressful to think about. Um, at one stage he had hooks pierced through his back and suspended with the weight of his body being held with the hooks. This freakish, this freakish style of magic obviously has its appeal to some while others find it a bit over the top. (laughs) Well, there is like that, whole thing with the hooks from the ceiling is like a fetish thing and he like used it to make it magic he like used right he's like i just came it's magic (laughs) it's like when you know when the cell came out that was all the rage (laughs) right 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 oh the cell with jennifer lopez um but yeah, Chris Angel was like famous for this show that he had, as I mentioned before, called Mind Freak, in case anyone never saw it. It was very, very early aughts, and he had wild hair and very Ed Hardy-style clothing. He was like an emo dude wearing like lots of silver jewelry, but he really did seem sweet. I have to be honest. After watching all these things, he was like, okay, so now I'm going to do this like next illusion. He has like a Long Island accent. He's like, but he just has like a sweetness to him. I don't know. Call me. Chris Angel. <laughs> no, you have a crush on 53-year-old man who can do the splits. What would you do if I was like, you came back from Indiana for Thanksgiving, and I was like, Nicole, I want to meet you to meet my new husband. I threw a cake out my window, and he came walking right up in that direction, and it was Chris Angel. Well, I would know that it was him because you would be texting me, and it would be C-R-I-S-S. <laughs> and then he turned me into a pile of poppy seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, again, this is also for Magic Tricks for Kids. His photo often appears on Magic Magazines and journals on journal covers, too. Journal so he, covers? Like journals for little girls? I don't know what that means. So also, anyone can write in a journal. I don't know why I said little girls. Sorry. Yeah, anyone, <laughs> any gender can write in a journal. Um, or all n- people of all sizes. All humans, big, <laughs> tall, very, very old, near near death, tiny babies. <laughs> <laughs> baby journals with Chris Angel on the cover. <laughs> anyway, he appears on journal covers too, so he's constantly in the public's eye, and there is no mistaking him with his hip clothes that he wears, but I doubt he will ever win Best Dressed Magician Award. <laughs> Which That's true. David Copperfield was a good dresser. Call absolutely. And the so real was... Mag- the real magician of my heart. <laughs> and so was Houdini. Sure. Except for that straight jacket. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Um, okay, so a few tricks that I watched Chris Angel do that I'm just going to tell you about that had to do with food. One was he was in a supermarket and he asked a child to pick out an egg, an orange, and a lemon. And the then child? He was with a child, uh, which if you didn't know that he was a musician, you would have called 
the police. This you was... just called him a musician. <laughs> well, that's because I have dyslexia. <laughs> but he is a musician. He is. He makes music as well. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But if so, you didn't know that he was a musician, you would have called the police. <laughs> if I didn't know that this man was a musician, I would have called the authorities. So just kidding. Never call the police. So um, he's with a kid at, who it looks like he's abducted. Mm-hmm. And he's like slinking around the supermarket in like a cowboy hat and uh, and some Ed Hardy T-shirt. Anyway. He has the kid take an orange, a lemon, and an egg. First, he smushes. He puts the egg in his hand. He puts the orange on top of uh, the lemon on top of the egg, and he smushes them together. And then the egg disappears. Then he puts the lemon in his hand, and he puts the orange on top, and smushes them. And the lemon disappears. Then he cuts in to the orange, and the lemon is inside of the orange. And then he cuts inside of the lemon and the egg is inside of the lemon. But wait, there's more. Then he opens the egg and a parakeet flies out of it. A full grown <laughs> parakeet. Yeah, but it's on TV. So I mean, I, it, I don't believe magic on TV. It just can be edited. Listen, I'm gonna, you can believe or not believe, but I'm hooked. Then I watched his next illusion. He's at a Chili's in Las Vegas. Ooh, I love Chili's. Ooh, I would he, love to go to the Chili's in Las Vegas. Let's do that. It would be very fun. He goes up to these women eating, and he goes, how are your chips? Oh, aren't those the best chips? They make the best chips here. Can, can you they hand, do have good chips, though. Can you hand me a, They are I don't them. like Chris Angel, but I agree with him on this. You should not. There's no reason for you not to like him. He's a sweetie pie. Anyway. He's like, can you just give me one of those chips? Just hand me one, and then uh, everybody look at both sides. And then he goes, okay, now think of a historical figure and uh, think about it real hard and what that person looks like and and who is it. And the and the woman goes, Jesus. And so <laughs> he smushes the chip into his hand, and smoke comes billowing out of his palm, and he lifts his palm to reveal the face of Jesus burned on to the tortilla chip. <laughs> what yeah that is so stupid it was incredible everybody was loved it including me (laughs) so again what do you do with the chip can you eat it or is like taste all smoky or you throw it uh, out and then in whatever direction you throw it jesus comes walking up to you from Hmm. yeah i guess this could be one of those tricky gray areas because you know there are miracles where jesus appears on a toast or whatever exactly this is magic so this could be, you know, the gray area between magic and miracle, I guess. Right. And we, Chris Angel. We don't know who was responsible for putting Jesus on that chip. Was it was it Jesus himself or was it Chris Angel? Or third option, are they the same person? <laughs> <laughs> Just drawing, drawing my, uh, my hypothesis here. Okay. Right, because <clears throat> Chris is short for Christ and his last name is Angel. We figured it out. We figured mind, out the mystery. Mind blown. Um, okay, this is, I, I wanted to mention that he also, I want to talk about his diet and first mention that he eats razor blades. The razor blades are a key component of his diet. This is his diet. His <laughs> diet is partly razor blades. Um, he talks about how he's in such amazing shape uh, in this article. And ultimately, he says, diet with real food is the key component of being fit. High protein, low carbs, very minimal fats, lots of almonds, <laughs> which is a lot of fat. Chris Angel just tastes... Also, this guy doesn't like to eat a lot of fat, but he, so he's eating, like, grilled chicken breasts and yeah. razor blades. Yeah, he's eating a, a razor blade crusted chicken. I'm a creature of habit. My diet, besides eating razor blades, consists of chicken, turkey, or filet mignon with some vegetables, <laughs> lots of greens. I have about a gallon of water every day, which is kind of difficult, but quite frankly, I am, uh, quite frankly, but I am there for it. He's there um, for it? Yes. <laughs> He's there for a gallon of water. <laughs> He's there for a gallon of water. This was the time when everyone was obsessed with drinking a huge amount of water. I remember reading an article with Christina Ricci, and she had carried a huge bottle of water around with her that, like, was marked off in increments. Uh-huh. And if she, like, lost it or, like, d- didn't have it with her or forgot, like, how much she drank, she would freak out and, like, her day would be completely ruined because she wasn't sure how much water she had wow that's i mean that's crazy although i am drinking right now um i have a liter of seltzer and a liter of water that i'm trying to finish before the end of the episode and i really have to pee (laughs) um okay so eater they ask him which restaurants he likes to go to when he is uh, in vegas where he lives what year is this this is in 2016 oh okay um so he goes to the luxor 
Uh, he goes to Tender Steakhouse at the Luxor. He goes to Tacos and Tequila at the Luxor. And he goes to Rice and Co. at the Luxor. At does ten- he work for that? Does he work yes, for that casino? He does. At okay. Tender, I get the appetizer, uh, an appetizer, the jumbo, sh- jumbo shrimp cocktail, and their assorted cheese platter, which sounds like the weirdest combination for a meal. I mean, not the weirdest, but just like, I don't know, shrimp cocktail and a cheese platter for one. Sure. Uh, main course is their petite filet and a plain baked potato. I'm pretty boring. Also, top- there's a lot of carbs in that potato, Chris. I know. At tacos and tequila, I always order the Sabana chicken with Spanish rice. They have a great chips and salsa. The Savannah, the Savannah chicken. Sabana, S A B A N A. Okay. Um, they have great chips and salsa. Chef Saul is the man. He is the man. So, before we. Uh, so this guy, okay, this is in 2016. So. Yeah. He was 49 at the time, and he was still saying the man. He was saying the man. And his stage show and well, actually, his stage show ended because he like broke his shoulder uh, and almost <laughs> died when he was hanging upside down in a straight jacket. But then it ended up going back. And I'm going to read you a couple of reviews from it quickly before I finish up talking about CA. <clears throat> this is not so positive. <laughs> we went last night to the 7 p.m. showing at Luxor. Both my wife and I enjoy Mind Freak on TV, so of course we were expecting a Mind Freak style show. What we got was a cheesy, amateurish, and boorish comedy show punctuated with three to four decent magic tricks. The appearing skeleton motorcycle trick was fantastic, as was the giant cup and balls trick. (laughs) Uh, That covered five minutes of the show altogether. The other 85 minutes are videos of Mind Freak hawking his own swag in the gift shop and some of the worst jokes and sight gags this side of a high school musical. The so-called... Did he do jokes on the TV show? Not really. Not so much. No. The so-called audience members who were all, quote, called up to assist are some of the most obvious shills I've ever seen. The barrage of, quote, (laughs) Mexican jokes are very offensive. And Uh every now and then the toilet humor devolves into crudeness and sexual banter that is inappropriate for kids that are scattered about the theater. I'm surprised that he made Mexican jokes since he loves tequila and tacos or whatever that place he is loves called. chips and salsa and chef whatever chef john chef Saul. Saul. um okay this is a positive review chris angel is truly an angel i got the tickets for myself and my son and gf who flew in for spring break with the virus shutting down the country i was afraid the show would oh, be GF. canceled his girlfriend with the show, with the virus shutting down the country, I was afraid the show would be canceled. The show what went on. What month was this? March. The show went on <laughs> as scheduled, and it was phenomenal. I highly recommend. Bless Chris Angel and his family. Wow, this guy in March still went to <laughs> exactly. go see Chris Angel in Vegas. This is fucked up. And he was praying the show wouldn't be canceled, and that is a testament to Chris Angel. As a performer, the people are literally willing to risk their lives. <laughs> um, does he perform at the same casino that Britney Spears performed at? Or Celine Dion, perhaps? Mm, you know what? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Um, he was the frontman of a heavy metal band called Angel Dust. <laughs> oh, God. And... As for his accolades, Chris Angel won the International Magician Society Magician of the Year 2001, 2004, 2005, 2007, 2008. Um, I guess there must be a new magician in town or the society shut down altogether. Who won and, in 2003? No clue. In addition to Magician of the Decade in 2009 and Magician of the Century in 2010. And he's worth $50 million. And that's all. That's the only information that the internet has about Chris Angel. How is he only worth $50 million if he makes $70 million a year, according to his own website? Well, I guess he eats a lot of chips and guacamole. He never said anything about that. According to, or chips and salsa. I'm sorry. <laughs> according to, excuse, excuse. According to Chef Saul, he's spending all his money on poppy seeds. I don't understand why you like this guy, but if you want to date Paris Hilton Slappy Seconds, you can. <laughs> I'll just date that other Greek guy. She... She was with Stavros Niarchos. Don't the ask me how I know that. The one who also dated Mary-Kate Olsen? Yeah, get that guy. Yeah. Call me Stavros Niarchos. <laughs> what, um, was, was he the one that was in Leonardo DiCaprio's Entourage, or is that David Blaine? Um, I don't think that that was Chris Angel. I don't think that Leonardo DiCaprio would be caught dead or alive with, um, <laughs> Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> 
TBH. <laughs> yeah. Not the not the Leo I know. Not the Leo who wears who wears Kangol hats. You would never be caught with Chris Angel. Okay, um, Yahoo Answers says Chris Angel or Leonardo DiCaprio, who is better looking? And this person says <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Chris Angel, hands down. He's a kind, sweet person. He is funny and talented. He loves his mom. And he's nice to everyone he meets. And is publicly available to his fans. And he's hot. This is written by Zara Tangora. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Chris Angel, if he like just if you really pared him down, if you gave him a good pruning and took away all the like eyeliner and the Ed Hardy stuff, um, he would be pretty hot. He could catch it. He's got a great bod. Hold on, there's one more that I want to read you. Please, I could listen to this all day. <laughs> Leonardo. Chris is a typical Greek. We have a lot of Greeks in this area. DiCaprio has a more exotic look, in my opinion. Wow, that's the only person who's ever called Leonardo DiCaprio exotic. He's like the whitest man alive. <laughs> Couldn't pick him up out of a lineup if he was not famous. <laughs> um, okay, should we talk quickly about our top three favorite magic things? Um, sure, you go first. Okay. Mine are Magic Johnson, <laughs> Magic Erasers, and that is real because... Magic erasers get off things that you just thought you would have to live your rest of your life looking at. Fingerprints, you just figured, I'm, these toe prints on my wall are never coming off, but not if you have a magic eraser. Uh, this show is brought to you by magic erasers. And <laughs> number one, my mom used to make uh, a very simple sauce of ketchup and mayonnaise and some lemon juice. <laughs> And it was called magic sauce. And it was how she would get me to eat anything when I was a kid. And I still like it. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I like the magic kingdom. Oh, <laughs> great. Best kingdom. I also, I thought when I first started this whole thing, I was so excited because I was going to talk about the magic brownie, but it's actually the cosmic brownie. So. Oh, is that a brownie with pot in it? No, Cosmic Brownie is a Little Debbie brand of brownie that has, like, moons and star sprinkles on it. Oh, 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 oh. Can't believe you don't know about it. I'm sorry. Um, I think it has frosting. So, like, chocolate brownie, chocolate frosting, like, blue and pink moons and stars or something like that. Ah. I think you're thinking of Lucky Charms. <laughs> no. Which are also magic. Leprechauns. brownie. <laughs> Leprechauns are magic, are they not? Um... Yes. Should I we guess. do a two-parter? Because I would love to talk about leprechauns next week. I don't know if that would be a two-parter. I guess magic is an umbrella that can cover so many things. So I guess <laughs> yeah. anytime we talk about anything that's magic, it'll have to be the third or the fourth or the fifth part of this episode. That's true. This is now just a magic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, I was going to say Magic the Gathering, but they failed me like so much in life. A huge disappointment. <laughs> You're on blast, Magic the Gathering. For real, that sounds absolutely disgusting. Oh, my favorite magic, though, is the magic that keeps billionaires alive. Ah. And ever. Bring it all back to uh, the d- recently deceased Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, Bill Gates was 94, so I, I don't know if his son offered him some of the magic or if he was like, sorry, Dad, I only get one shot at this and it's going to have to be me. Yeah, it's, it's me or you. Me. How did he um, die? Did Bill G- Gates Jr. kill him? Well, he's 94, so I just assume that, like... Gone too soon. It was all too much for him. <laughs> 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 and we dedicate this episode to Bill Gates Sr. This one's for you, <laughs> Billy. before his time. <laughs> yeah, gone too soon. A Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> I'm sorry, someone's at my door. Yes? Oh, it's the it's the gazpacho. They're here to take me away because Bill Gates is listening to us make fun of his dead dad. Oh, so maybe he's not even dead. Maybe they faked his death, put him in the freeze machine, and he's going to be reincarnated as, like, the next billionaire. Freezing cold winter Gates. Oh, you almost made it through a whole episode. <laughs> Freezing cold Bill Gates is frozen, nice. <laughs> also, Bill Gates said... My dad was the real Bill Gates. So what do you think that means? <laughs> it means his name is probably like Keith Gates. 
Well, I think it means when he when people are like, that means Bill Gates is like, oh, Mr. Gates, that's my dad. Tell me no. <laughs> Bill no, Gates was my dad. I think now what he's he dead. means is that they're clones. They're probably just clones of each other. There's something mm. nefarious going on here, and I just have to get to the bottom of it. Okay, well, <laughs> that's why we're going to do our next week's episode on um, Guantanamo Bay, where we'll be well, broadcasting hey. from. <laughs> <laughs> the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> oh, well, this was a great episode. I laughed. I laughed. I really have to pee. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't cry. I did do a Mr. Freeze impression. I haven't mentioned Kevin Costner or The Rock until just now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's about it. I've had I, um, a great time. I was just wondering, so I, I saw that one video, Chris Angel, but did Chris Angel ever wear one of those super deep V American Apparel t-shirts in the in the shows that you were watching? Or did he keep it tasteful with the original deep Well, v? not only that, Nicole, does he wear deep Vs, but he also, <laughs> okay, this is another part of what was stressing me out today, is that I couldn't decide what to wear, which hasn't <laughs> happened to me in forever because I was just watching so many bad outfits. Chris Angel, excuse me. <laughs> excuse i think chris something the ghost of bill gates dad is haunting me because i just like burped in a way where i thought i was gonna perish um anyway chris angel wears sweatshirts like zip up hoodies and only zips them up to about his belly button with no shirt underneath oh that should be against the law that's crimes of fashion dude yeah it is a crime of fashion and so when i was going to get dressed i was like i don't even know who i am anymore yeah. He got to me. He really got the to me. The early 2000s should be wiped from the face of the earth because the fashion is criminal. There's, I was rewatching yeah. um, Felicity recently with mm. Mike Sala. Holla. What up, um, Mike Sala? He likes it when you say holla right after you say his name. Right okay. Before. What up, Mike Sala? Holla. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Can I holla at you? <laughs> um, and that, you, do you remember the time when, like, the full bandana was, like, you just, like, put, you fold a bandana in half and just place it over the top of your head. And that yes. was a look with a choker. Uh-huh. Like a faux. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> That's wrong. It's so horrible. And then you're also probably wearing cargo pants. Is it as wrong? <laughs> is it as wrong as what I used to do when I was in high school, which is cut the waistband off of oh, yeah. my jeans and mm-hmm. match my underwear to my top that I was wearing. Yeah. It was called a whale tail, if you could see your thong above your jeans. Did we talk about that on every episode? Whatever. My parents had to buy me clothing so I could cut the fucking waistband off of them and then show my underwear. And at the time, I was like, I mean, I guess kids need to do stuff like that. But then now that I'm, you know, very old myself, I can kind of really empathize with them and be like, wow, it must really suck to have a teenager. It must have been hard having a teen to early 20 year old in the early 2000s just ask Paris Hilton's parents I also I bought a pair of mud jeans that already had the waistband cut off oh and so they just zipped there was no button no (laughs) get out of here and they didn't say zip very well but I didn't show my underwear because I wasn't you know Uh, a skank (laughs) (laughs) bet you didn't have dreadlocks either Ooh, I Ooh. did not. I didn't really think that thongs were that comfortable. I don't know. It wasn't for me. No, thongs. I've always been a little bit of a square, I guess. I'm really into thongs now in my older age. Gotta tell you, love it. Just so you yeah. guys know what you're working with right now, I'm wearing a thong. <laughs> and that's going out to you, Chris Angel, because you look like a thong guy to me. That's enough. We have to stop talking now. Let's get out of here. Um, Guys, this was a great episode. Thank you so much for all your continued support of the show. Um, If you'd like to be a sponsor, you can just give me a direct deposit, write me a personal check into my bank account because we don't have Patreon. Victoria's Secret, please. Maybe sponsor us. Yes, yes. Please. Fade away into the darkness. Send us a Victoria's Secret gift card. Um, That's the way to our hearts. (laughs) And our butts. All right. Hasta la pasta, everybody. Thanks for 100 hours of your time. Bye-bye. Bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. 
You can also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.